Ladies and gentlemen, get ready as we drop the gloves and take on everything from the Federal Hockey League. From weekly scores to postseason madness, here to set the ice on fire is your host, Jose Bahina. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ice on Fire. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Jose Bahina, coming to you from our Apache Pine virtual studio. Make sure you check out the link to ApachePine.com in the show description. See how every purchase from Apache Pines helped in their efforts to donate over 70,000 meals to date. So, looking into what has gone down the past weekend in the FHL, not too terribly much. This was the final weekend of the regular season. So now we're headed for the playoffs. And four teams have qualified, that being the Carolina Thunderbirds, the Elmira Enforcers, the Watertown Wolves, and Port Huron Prowlers. Uh, we'll get over what's the schedule and everything, how everything's going to go down here after we take a look at our weekend recap. And that starts off with the Watertown Wolves uh, shellacking the Mentor Icebreakers 8-3 in the Mentor Ice Arena on Thursday night, April the 4th. Uh, that was a big game. Uh, big win for the Watertown Wolves, uh, you know, coming down the stretch here. And like I said, against a team that's not in the playoff picture, uh, have officially been out of the playoffs for uh, about two weeks now, officially speaking. Uh, Watertown opening the scoring with Derek Bedreau, Tyler Prendergrass, Will, uh, Sam Wilson, Williams, rather, uh, Tim Stanapolo, uh, Prendergrass, and Stanapolo all getting. Uh, more goals for the Watertown Wolves in that contest. Cameron Demmon also as well getting one uh, for the Wolves as they roll over the Mentor Icebreakers, like I said, with zero playoff implications there. Uh, in the Mentor Ice Arena, the Friday night, April the 5th, Port Huron Prowlers coming in. Uh, this time, Mentor not taking it, laying down against another playoff team as they <laughs> score the Port Huron Prowlers 10-4. to Uh not a good look for the Prowlers, who sit in fourth place, uh, looking to go up against stiff competition in the playoffs here. Uh, they did open the scoring line with Zachary Zulkanek, but uh, did not get very far. Uh, John Pudatia, Joe Swenson, Matt Kadoff, Stephen Fowler, uh, getting two goals for them for the Icebreakers in this contest. Uh, Alexander Morrow, as well as uh, Parker Moskal and Tommy Mahoney, all getting goals for the Mentor Icebreakers tallying up 10 theirs with their, uh, I believe they had 36 shots on goal. No, 45, sorry, Port Huron had 36 uh, in the the uh, loss there. Uh, next game on April the 5th was the, uh, uh, who was that? Oh, <laughs> Elmira Enforcers at the Watertown Wolves. About to say that backwards. Uh, as the, uh, this is a playoff picture. Like I said, this one definitely had a, uh, had the feel of playoffs here as the Elmira Enforcers win 5-3. to three. Um, Like I said, after they just put the hammer down on uh, the Watertown Wolves during the second period. Uh, goals coming from uh, Mitch Adkins, Ty uh, Tyler Prendergrass scoring two, I'm sorry, for the Watertown Wolves uh, before Elmira just, like I said, started uh, pulling away with Anthony Neto, Kyle Stevens, uh, Marco Novosel, and uh, Kyle Stevens getting the empty netter at the end to make it 5-3 to three over the Watertown Wolves. Like I said, Elmira looking like they're in playoff form, 
No need to worry with anything there, I don't believe. Uh, also, the Carolina Thunderbirds took on the Danville Dashers in the David S. Palmer Arena in Danville, Illinois. Uh, Thunderbirds drop this one to the Dashers as uh, Justin Bronson gets a game-winning goal uh, against Carolina after Fred Hine and Jared Henderson had, all, had scored earlier in the game. Carolina's two goals only coming from Dominic Fate and Josh Petrantonio. So, uh, like I said, a losing to a team that's outside of the playoff picture, uh, being the number one seed is not good. And, again, definitely exposes uh, a little bit of things. I think the other teams would do good to uh, look at this and kind of see what they could exploit out of it if they haven't formulated a solid game plan. Uh, hell, even if you've already got a solid game plan, maybe go back and look at this for just for an alternate view. Um, maybe, maybe see if there's something else you could pry out of it. Every little bit counts when it comes down to playoffs. So, uh, next night, April 6th, uh, the Danville Dashers traveled to the Carolina Thunderbirds for the end of the regular season. Uh, this one not going so smoothly for the Dashers here as the Thunderbirds get their win on home ice 7 uh, 1. Uh, 57 shots on goal, Danville 25. Uh, as Carolina opened up scoring with Andre Nietzsche, uh, who had signed as a celebrity contract, the uh, current and uh, I assume he's resumed duties as head coach. Um, opened up the scoring line, Andre Nietzsche, uh, also getting a hat trick throughout the uh, contest as he bookends it with the final goal as well, uh, getting one in the middle there. Also, Yuri Pashtuka, Michael Bunn, Jake Roop, uh, Jan Salak, all scoring the lone goal for the uh, Danville Dashers coming on a power play from Levi Armstrong. Um, like I said, I guess... Not much to take away from that one either. That's about that's how you would expect both those games to go. Uh, but, you know, I guess every, everything's a surprise here in the Federal Hockey League. Uh, next night, um, sorry, same night, rather, uh, the Watertown Wolves hosted the Port Huron Prowlers close out their regular season, uh, doing just a phenomenal job, too. 7-3 victory uh, for the Watertown Wolves. 35 shots on goal, even though they were outshot by the Prowlers shooting 49. Doesn't matter. Uh at the uh, final buzzer there, as long as the score's right. Uh, George Holt, Cameron Demick, uh, Derek Bedreau, uh, Yanni Liarcos, Tyler Pendergrass, uh, Kyle Powell, and St- uh, Tim Stanapolo all scoring for the Watertown Wolves in that game. Uh, like I said, another quality win. Uh, this, I doubt, will be a playoff game, but like I said, they're coming out of the two different sides, but we'll see how it goes. There's a possibility we have that Um Numbers from last week, we're going to run back through those again, maybe a little cleaner just uh, now that we have everything squared away and look at the entire playoff preview. Uh, the final game of the season, the Elmire Enforcers at the Mentor Icebreakers. Uh, this one going the Icebreakers' way again, 6-3 uh, to victory over the Enforcers. Uh, like I said, uh, kind of a chalk game, probably the same way that the uh, Thunderbirds felt about the one against Danville. Like I said, you have the number one and number two seeds dropping uh, a game each to the two teams that are on the outside looking in. So uh, take that from that what you will. Um, like I said, I know the Enforcers have not had a full-strength roster uh, as of late, unfortunately, for them. Uh, hopefully that'll be a little bit different as we look down the playoffs here. Um, I was trying to think who, who all they had out currently. I know... Uh, Anton Lessonart is no longer with them, uh, placed on season-ending IR. Uh, 
I think Cal Miskell is no longer with them as well. Miska, rather. Um, as well as a couple other, like I said, we'll, we'll check it out and see uh, where they were. I think some of they had some other players on suspension, possibly. I think that sounds right. Regardless, like I said, it's kind of chalk at this point when you've already uh, secured your playoff spot and you're not worried about what happens here, uh, especially when you're away. Like I said, it's not in front of your home team, uh, your home fans here anyways. Uh, mentor, I... Ian uh, Vokoskis getting uh, the opening goal there uh, before Kyle Stevens put one in, and then Mentor took a little tear, getting three straight goals. Alex uh, Morrow, Stephen Fowler, Mark Diazli, um, Marco Novosel, and Glenn Patterson getting the last scores for the Elmira Enforcers as Stephen Fowler scored up the last two, uh, getting a shorthander on an empty net. Uh, so that is the last season, last week of the regular season, rather, uh, for the Federal Hockey League here, but uh, we got playoffs, so that's awesome. It's that time. Uh, already got a uh, Federal Hockey League playoff puck. Snagged one of those over the weekend, too, so I add that in the collection of everything else as they slowly take over my desk space. I've got a, I've got several dedicated shelves that I haven't put up yet to uh, put them on there. I need to get another... Uh, Enforcer's Puck, that's my next uh, one. I already have one, but I, I need another one. Don't ask, I just need more. <laughs> Always. Anyways, like I said, uh, that does leave, I guess, the final standings are, are the same. Um, so there's no change there. That does leave the bracket looking at the one uh, versus fourth seed, uh, Carolina at, at Port Huron, uh, opening up, Elmira at Watertown. Uh, we'll we'll touch on that like I said in just a second here uh but like I said they're set Carolina has a as like I said still has history working against them uh there's a lot of history working against a lot of teams like I said um only uh two of the 16 final participants have ever been outside of the top two seeds so that uh puts a um a big favor on Carolina and Elmira versus Watertown and uh Port Huron historically speaking um like I said you know and and Honestly, the number four seed has never made it to a, um, a championship match. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see if Port Huron can break that and be the first one. Um, what did I say? I think there was two times that number three has made it. Um, so looking at you, Watertown. Uh, but like I said, other than that, the rest of the... Uh, less, the rest of the history is kind of uh, lines up the way you think it would be. Like I said, there's a... Uh, four and four split on a uh, number one seeds winning and number two seeds winning. So, like I said, nothing, uh, nothing favoring Carolina or Elmira out of that set either. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, wow, this is every. I'm, I feel like I'm rolling through this today. Anyways, um, all right. So, breakdown for the playoffs uh, since we do have uh, the actual way that it's going to run the actual scheduling. Uh, Port Huron and Carolina will play. Like I said, that Port Huron will get that first game in that series. Um, Watertown getting the first game in their series with Elmira. Um, like I said, I thought that was the way it went, but I wanted to make sure last week. I'm um, just double-checking on that. Um, so that's going to be your split with Carolina and Elmira getting the final two games of their series um, on their home ice. So we'll see how that goes with them. Uh, Carolina, they still have, like I said, the best chance 
by the numbers. Uh, like I said, a 82.5% uh, chance against the field to win the cup. Uh, like I said, a, a 64% chance to sweep Port Huron uh, in the first round, like I said, to get to uh, eliminate the possibility of a number four seed getting there. Uh, 80% chance to win the first round in general, um, and then they'll see who they face on the other side. And speaking of that other side, uh, we have the Elmira Enforcers and the Watertown Wolves. Elmira, uh, like I said, still sitting pretty. Since that win against Watertown in the season finale, that they uh, or the last regular game they played of the season, uh, that went up from 75% chance to 83%. Uh, since they won that game, uh, their two-game sweep possibility has gone up to uh, 69 uh, from 50, 56%. So that was a big jump there uh, against Watertown. Uh, like I said, then they'll face either Carolina or Port Huron, uh, whoever comes out of the uh, other side of the bracket. Uh, still sitting at a 55% over to all chance to win. Like I said, move that number up just a tick there. Um, up from 54.1, whatever it was uh, last week. Like I said, didn't move it a whole lot, but still improves the odds there. Uh, Watertown, like I said, looking at the lower half of the bracket, uh, their first round, since they have played that last game, they've dropped down to 17%. Uh, possibility of winning that. Uh, their two-game sweep possibility is under 6% at this point. So like I said, I don't expect to see them uh, if you look at it on paper, I wouldn't imagine Watertown's going to make it through. Um, and then, like I said, but based on the possibility, their best uh, scenario to win the cup, uh, mind you, they have a 29% chance overall uh, against the field, but their best option would be to play Port Huron, which would give them a 41% chance. All right, so I guess I'll go ahead and cut to the break, and then... We'll get back. I'll do the Port Huron uh, percentages, a couple of final ones, and uh, then we'll look at the picks from last week that I made, uh, where I ended up overall for the season, and look at the games coming up. And we're back coming to you from the Apache Pine Virtual Studio. I am Jose Bahina. Let's wrap up this episode here. we got a uh, couple more things to talk about. Uh, Port Huron, that's where we left off at. In the um, playoff picture, we're looking at some of these things running back down these odds. Like I said, they have a 32% chance against the field to win. Uh, only a 20% chance to win their first round against Carolina. Uh, like I said, depending on... Who they uh, who they draw if they were to beat Carolina on that twenty percent chance uh, and go against the uh, other side of the bracket, either Elmira or Watertown. Uh, best odds again would be Watertown fifty three percent, Elmira only twenty five percent chance. So um, again, overall, like I said, Carolina against the field is the best bet um, by a pretty decent little margin, and then. Uh, it would be followed up by Elmira, then Port Huron, uh, Watertown, uh, bringing up the rear in the overall against the field. Uh, like I said, despite the seating. So we'll see how that goes. Um, 
picks for last week, we had a couple. Um, so far on the season, uh, da, 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 da. I am at 95 for 28 before this week, uh, 74%. Now I am getting down to uh, this past week. I was had uh, four picks right, uh, three wrong. So like I said, that leads us to a percentage here of about uh, 57%. Uh, that makes me, uh, where does that put me for the year? 99 uh, for 135 that I've called. Uh, 73% overall for the season. So that's where I end the season at 73%. Uh, so, like, take that for what you will. Um, seven out of ten times I'm right, I guess. So we'll see how this works with the playoffs. Maybe I'll try a playoff percentage. Maybe I'll reset the uh, trip the odometer there and see if I can't. Uh, get a couple of these playoff picks and, and go against the uh, postseason that I'll go overall. Um, speaking of that, like I so said, we do have to look at where we sit uh, for the playoffs here. Like I said, okay, the upcoming weekend. So we have April 12th. Uh, the first game series will kick off. Uh, like I so said, this semifinal rounds, best of three. Uh, that series is Carolina and Port Huron, number one versus four. Uh, Carolina will be at Port here on April the 12th. Uh, 7 p.m. puck drop on that in the McMoran Arena. Uh, that series will continue, like I said, uh, in Carolina. Port Huron will visit them April the 13th. That's a 7.05 puck drop there. We'll um, look over that again. Like I said, uh, that'll be the Game 2 uh, in the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds Annex. And Game 3, uh, if necessary, will be April 14th. Uh, in the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds. That will be a Sunday game, I believe, uh, 4.05 p.m. Uh, puck drop on that one, like I said, if we get to a necessary game three. So on the other side of the bracket, Elmira and Watertown, two versus four. Elmira going to Watertown April the 12th. That's a 7.30 puck drop, so make sure that uh, you tune into that too because it's going to be a fun one there in the Watertown Municipal Arena. Uh, then their series will shift to Elmira, which is a, uh, I believe a three hour drive from Watertown. I think that's what I've read before. Uh, that one goes April 13th, 7 PM there in the first arena in Watertown. I'm sorry, in Elmira, Watertown visiting, um, game three, if necessary, will be that Sunday 405, same as the other series. And we'll see how that goes. Now, pardon me, uh, if, like I said, uh, it, depending on which one uh, from each bracket comes in, the finals will be a best of five series. So uh, this weekend, like I said, the three games set. Um, I'm kind of wondering if if we'll need a three games um, here. Like I said, Carolina has a pretty decent chance uh, at sweeping uh, Port Huron in that first. Uh, around 64%, so that's pretty high. I think I'm going to say for for the record, uh, the head-to-head between Port Huron, like I said, we look back at the scores here. Uh, Carolina has has uh, won the series. You know, like I said, we look at the scores: 11 to two for Carolina, um, two to five Carolina. Uh, Port Huron getting a four to five uh, victory in a shootout. Uh, like I said, so it, it heavily favors. Carolina and those numbers, um, 
right now, Port Huron's uh, top players, uh, Dalton J, Matt Robertson, and Matt Graham. Uh, you know, Corey Simon's posting a .923 save percentage right now uh, with 3.16 goals against him. Uh, if he gets the start for Port Huron in the game, uh, in, in the series here. Uh, Carolina, looking on that side, their top scorers here and uh, top players in general. Uh, Josh Pesher Antonio, Jan Salak, Yuri Pargach, uh, their goalie, Christian Pavlos, uh, absolutely been phenomenal. 1.77 goals against average, uh, .932 on the save percentage, uh, five shutouts recorded for him. So, like I said, uh, it's – I think it just leans all Carolina in this uh, way. Um, but Port Huron does have a habit of, of surprising us, I think, um, in good and bad ways. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Port Huron might steal the first game from Carolina and have uh, the Thunderbirds take the two in the Winston-Salem Fairgrounds Annex um, on that side. So, uh, let's see then here. And we also have uh, Watertown and Elmira uh, going at it. Like I said, uh, looking at these on the head-to-head, Elmira five to two uh, or five to three victory over um, Watertown most recently. Um, like I said, dating all the way back to uh, where they met uh, against each other back in November, six to nine. Uh, that's a victory for Watertown. I think this one's a little more complex. Uh, we see Troy Passingham, uh, two point eight one goals against average, a nine two five save percentage. For the Elmira Enforcers, their top goal scorer uh, Ahmed Mafuz. I don't think he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be back for this or not. Um, if he's returned to uh, being full cleared on that status, there. Uh, Stepan Timofeyov, also uh, uh, number two guy for the Elmira Enforcers, uh, as he has uh, sixty one points and a uh, uh, fourteen goals, seventy forty seven assists, rather. Um, for the Elmira Enforcers, like I said, Sean Reynolds with uh, seven, 27 goals uh, on the year. Uh, like I said, so it's not a big gap there. I think they still have the uh, means to be productive, and I think uh, it'll show in this series. Watertown, their top goal scorer, uh, Tyler Gerich, uh, like I said, you know, 51 goals on the year. That's an absolute phenomenal, over 100 points this season uh, for him. Uh, Yanni Liarco is a I guess a mid-season pickup, you'd say, from Port Huron. I want to say that's where uh, Learcos was before. Kyle Powell, uh, also one of their top players, um, as well as Anton Kalen and Lane King, like I said, also being rather productive. Uh, Kyle Powell, like I said, tallying the least amount of goals, but still getting uh, 65 points on the season. He only has seven goals uh, for the Watertown Wolves. Jared Rutledge being their number one uh, goalie, uh, you can see the save percentage, like I said, really taper off if you get down below those top two seeds. 0.892, uh, 4.84 goals against average. Uh, he's been in 24 games for the Watertown Wolves, winning uh, 11 of those, losing uh, 12. So, like I said, he's right there. Uh, Troy Passingham, what was his record here? 41 games, 21 wins, and 20 losses, uh, tallying the overtimes all together there. Uh, with his one shutout, uh, on the season. So I think on this side, I think Elmira is going to be able to just uh, rock and roll through the Watertown Wolves. I think they're going to get that sweep. Um, what did I say that percentage is here against the uh, chances for them to sweep here? Uh, 69%, like it's a big jump after uh, winning that game against the Wolves. 
uh, on April the twelfth. So I think uh, yeah, they're gonna get that sweep. Um, did I say April twelfth? That's the game coming up. Uh, the game this past weekend, uh, winning that one, uh, what whatever day that was, uh, <laughs> um, uh, the fifth. Yeah, I'm running at, uh, all my dates together here. Uh, yeah, so I think they're gonna get that. I think it's a sweep for the enforcers to make it to the playoffs. Um, and we'll have that two versus one matchup. Uh, I think that's, like I said, I, I think that's what the way it's been going all year, uh, what we've been leaning towards. And I think it's going to be great for the federal hockey league. So, uh, with that being said, I think it's time to wrap this on up. Uh, so we'll tune in, see where it goes. I, um, I don't want to call the series between Carolina and Elmira yet. I, Want to see how that goes, and uh, we'll figure it out from there. But that's round one of the Federal Hockey League playoffs. So, all right, we're going to end it here. Uh, tune in next week where we're going to co- go down, uh, see what happens uh, if the playoff predictions come right and who hits on the uh, odds and percentages I have. So that's going to be my call here. Uh, what did I say my official picks were going to be? Carolina, 2-1 to one victory. Uh, and then Elmira with the two-game sweep. So we'll see how that works out. All right, so uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and see you again next week for, I think, maybe the uh, second to last episode of the Ice on Fire for the season. 